to. We are recording. Okay, I'm sorry. We're recording. So get it together. Get it together. Get it together, Grant. I, I feel like we're really like me and Trent are like really like we're like really interviewing. We're like on the newscast right now. Right. And welcome. This morning at 9:38 a.m. My name is Leah. L e a. Period. You guys. Hi. We're recording. We're pretending like there's music. <laughs> Come on, Karina, get it. <laughs> Turn up is real today between the sheets. Ma'am, the struggle is real, right? It's okay. The struggle, per- persistence, perseverance, it is a real thing. Yes. And you are trying to get your stuff together of setting up a dang podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> My name is Leah. Yes. And I am a... God-fearing, action-taking, money-making, manifesting queen. Yes, ma'am. And this is Between the Sheets mm. with Leah. Yes. Yes. What's up? I like how you did that, Leah. I like how you did that. <laughs> My co-host, Whitney's in the house. W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, period, poos. Hi. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is our last podcast of the year. Yes. This is. I was thinking about that this morning when I woke up and I was doing my post and I was like, this is our last podcast of the year. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think this is episode 20. Yes. Yes. I think this is episode 20. And we have our other co-host. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to In Between Those Sheets with Leah Flores and Whitney. What's with the line? I don't know. (laughs) That's how I get in between my sheets. You're supposed to do like this. Between Between the sheets with Jesus. You see, keep look, this is this me line. slicing the page, flipping it up, and then I get in between the crack of my sheets. All right. We love it. We love it. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. And we have a special oh guest gosh. here today. Uh, please introduce yourself. My name is Karina, and I am new to Colorado. So thank you for having me here. Yes. Welcome. Very excited to have Karina here because she I was going to ask her a question because you said you're new to Colorado. Where are you from? I'm from Bakersfield, California. What? what? Yeah. Bakersfield. All right, yes. Bakersfield in the house. Yes. So we got some Cali girls in the house yes. today. Um, and I am very inspired by Karina. She oh, is a boss. Yes. Of bosses. So, um, that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to um, bring her on because her story is beautiful, not just the business side, but her life story. And uh, I think that it can inspire many. Uh, so I just wanted to bring her on and kind of let our audience get to know her because yeah. she is new to yes. Colorado Springs and because she has a new salon. So let me let me just kind of back up first before we get deep into between the sheets. Back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. <laughs> uh, tell me about uh, what you do. So I am a cosmetologist. I am an entrepreneur, a hustler, um, and I own multiple businesses. Right now, I um, own businesses in California, and I just opened up a salon and boutique here in Colorado. Nice. And like, how long have you been in Colorado? Um, like living in Colorado because you've been for back and about forth. a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. But I've been going back and forth for about five months now. So back. you upped and left your home in California came here, new move, new place, and decided, okay, I'm going to open up a salon and just like this. Yes. It's oh, open. Yeah. It's running. <laughs> you were like, yes. Colorado needs me. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What made you eyeball Colorado, though? Why right. not somewhere else? Right. Well, okay, so I have family that lives here, and I never visited. I just, I don't know, I think it was a pride thing. Like, I'm not going to Colorado. They want us to go over there. But um, my husband has a best friend that lives in Monument, and... Mm-hmm. 
they asked us to visit, so we visited and we fell in love and we kept coming back. As tourists, of course, you know, mm-hmm. you go and see Garden of the Gods right, right. and mm-hmm. Pikes Peak, all that stuff. And so I told my husband, well, let's just go as regular people living an everyday life. So we went. We didn't do any touristy things. We just stayed in the house and went for a walk, just normal everyday day things. And we felt at home. It was the craziest feeling ever because... I grew up in Bakersfield. All my family's there. I have 10 aunts and uncles. I have all my cousins and um, my church family. And I remember telling my husband, don't ever try to get me out of here. This is my home. I yes. had, Don't make me try to leave. Mm-hmm. We got married. Um, I had a salon. I had a spa. I had an education center. I had a boutique. I had all these things going on. And we fell in love with Colorado and everything became unnecessary. And that was crazy. There was a piece about Colorado. And if you've never been to California, the life, the pace of life there is very fast. It's you got to fill your day up with busy, 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 busyness. Mm -hmm. And coming here, I got lost in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that was so cool. And I felt peace. I saw God's beauty. And I was able to appreciate what was around me and not trying to just hustle not that the hustle's wrong mm-hmm. i love the hustle right. but to be able to step away and, yes. and take that break so yeah um we started coming here to colorado and i told my my husband like what do you think about moving here and he looked at me like i was crazy because he knows <laughs> how much i love my family and i love um, where i live and so he, he said well see how you do with clientele right. so i started coming once a month for a week and promoting myself on social media. You've seen me post on social media. She like was here and all of a sudden, so you know, there's the Facebook forum and right. there's all of these different networking groups and I'm, you know, scrolling and you know, every, you know, you see all of these things. Cause I, I'll see that, you know, I'm looking for this or, you know, right. hi, I'm this. And then all of a sudden I see North Springs mama. My name is Karina right. and I'm like, damn, Who's like, this lady? she's already on there. Like right. she's already like, she's putting herself out there. Yeah. yeah. So I started coming once a month for a week building my clientele. I was super busy. And then my husband, after like three months, my husband said, well, let me apply for a job. So he applied for a job. He got a job offer immediately. Wow. And we were just almost like testing things out. Like, okay, God, let me, if let me, this is what right. you want. if this is what you want, let me put my house up for sale. <laughs> we put our house up for sale. It gets sold in two days Wow. And, or it gets sold yeah. in two days. And things just started coming up just a little bit too easy. It was a little freaky because mm. I know God God controls everything. Like, he just moves in mysterious ways. But this was too easy. We almost felt like we didn't deserve it. So that was what was really crazy. But speaking of North Springs Mamas Without the Drama, mm-hmm. um, one of the requirements to join that group is... got to be up north. You have to be a mom. Oh. And so I told, messaged them. I messaged the person who was in charge, and I said... I'm trying to build my business. I'm not a mom because I can't have kids. Mm. But I have eight nieces and nephews. Right. I have two dogs. I'm and, a mama bear. Mm. And my clientele are mamas. I love to cater to the moms because moms forget about themselves. Yes. And they approve me. So that's, that's why I'm there. <laughs> Shout out to I that know page. That. I mean, yes. They, they approve me too. And I'm not part of the North. I was like, yeah. yeah I, I'm, <laughs> I do business with North girls. Yes. <laughs> One of my biggest takeaways from everything you just said is, look, all you Bakersfield Californians, if you're looking yes. for a change of pace, you want something new, come on out to Colorado Springs, baby. We got love don't, for you. We'll take yes, care of you. No, don't invite more. Look at Leah. Come on in. 
I understand. Don't you know there's need, a no need, make it need, sign on Colorado? I need more people to make laugh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's made for the big city. He's made for oh, the big city. I love so. it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> this is this is his uh, interview? Yeah. Oh. We are like, okay, just say, say something funny. Say something funny. I watched a comedian the other oh, day, and they God. said something about that. They said, um, you know, he said, I don't know if it was Kevin Hart, he said, why? He goes, because you're a comedian, you're on the street. He goes, why all of a sudden say, say something yeah. funny? He was like, I ain't work, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it would be no different. I'm off. All right. It'd be no different if you saw an exotic dancer on the street and she told you she was an exotic dancer. Start dancing, let, bitch. Yeah, let me see something. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Or even as a hairdresser. Right. Once, once Do my hair. Knows- they're like, oh, I want to get this done to my hair. Oh, is this a consultation? Right. <laughs> He's exactly. charged for that. The starts oh, what now. would you do with this? And <laughs> yeah. This and, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, all right. So you're, you're here in Colorado. And and I want to take it back just because a little bit be behind the scenes is that you started up with a salon here. And no shade, but you started here. And um, very quickly, you were busy gaining clientele. And there was kind of a... And the what? bitch asked me to leave. <laughs> Okay, so this is real raw and authentic. Any type of competition is good competition. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I love the salon owner Yeah, I was at. She actually, um, I told her, like, I am forever grateful. But she asked me to leave, and I never really understood why, except for um, I was busy and I charged too much. Mm -hmm. So I brought my California prices, and I actually brought them up here. So I don't know. but um, And you're still getting paid. Sometimes Sometimes people are threatened. Yeah. So I don't want to make assumptions as to why, because I do like her mm-hmm. and she was good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was God yeah. Yeah. because I had made the decision to not be a salon owner anymore. Even though my California clients were telling me I was crazy and you're meant to be a salon right. owner. And, um, that pushed me to open up my own salon. It's crazy because I'm not going to call her a hater specifically, <laughs> But what I find so interesting, and and this is the way that I work. I don't know if this is the way that many work, but this is the way that I work. If you tell me that I can, I'm going to show you that I will. Of course. And I think that that in itself, it gives us so much drive and so much oomph and push to be able to like just do. You know what I mean? And if not even just for them, it's for yourself. Like, wait, you're telling me I can't? Like, yes, I can. (laughs) Oh, oh, you don't think I can do that? Oh, watch. And I don't think it's a pride issue. I think it's just a drive in us. Yes. Not just to prove people wrong because we're prideful, but because we know our worth. Mm-hmm. We know we're good at what we do. Yes. And I know that I'm good at opening up a business and helping other people get their businesses started. Mm-hmm. And I opened up a salon right next to her. Yeah. Like it literally one door over. And I know I it's like gonna that. be I know it's gonna be <laughs> that charged it me was, up. It was what was available. I'm just gonna say yeah. that. Yeah. It was what it was It became available. available. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just another it, one of those at the time it was yeah. a hello. That's exactly what it is. That was God. It is. Yeah, it's just another opening where I think in her journey, just from hearing some of her story behind the scenes, um, I was like, Wow, like so he you know, the, the you, you're able to get into this spot and it just opened up for you and, and all of these things are happening. Yep. I mean, how can you deny that? You know, how can you deny that? So, okay. All right. So tell me about your business. Why did you start it? The one here or in California? Yeah. When you first started, what was your why? Um, Okay. So when I was in kindergarten, my mom bought me this book on makeup and contouring. And it had the word cosmetology on it. Now, I couldn't read that word. So I asked her, what is this word? What is this? I love all like how to make the face look this shape and all. And she told me cosmetology. And I learned the word and I told her, I want to be a cosmetology, instead of cosmetologist, <laughs> when I grow up. 
And that was that was my drive. And so growing up, I did people's hair, did makeup. I would anybody who wanted a pedicure, manicure, that's what I would do. And mm-hmm. I I would make my money and buy myself my own makeup and stuff doing that. I was a kid, like eight, 15, 18 years old. And um, when I turned 20 something years old, uh, I was working at a salon. I had just gotten my license. It, Im- it immediately became too small for me. And I went to another salon and um, I hated it because it, they were using my product. And yeah. so I started scoping out other salons and the owner of the salon I was currently working at found out and then gave me an ultimatum and said, you either sign a one-year contract or you leave this week. So I remember driving downtown Bakersfield and praying, God, help me find a salon. I went to a couple salons. I didn't like the owners. They were just, I just didn't like them. And I remember seeing this house for rent. It was a house downtown Bakersfield. Now, if you're not familiar with downtown Bakersfield, um, a lot of the houses our businesses right. so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's done around here but um I saw it for rent and I went inside it was ugly carpet walls were ugly white it needed so much work and I could literally see my salon mm. though I could no. see exactly what I was going to do that. it was the craziest craziest yeah. thing and um so my then business partner and I just ripped everything out we had like 300 in the bank and we started hustling yeah. and making money. Um, eventually, she stopped working with me because she got pregnant and, and just things just didn't work out. But I had that salon for seven years. I built a team of, I think at one point we had 12 people. Wow. And cool. one of the um, <clears throat> one of the stylists there is now the new owner of that salon. Mm. And she started out part-time, which was crazy. And I remember... Um, being a part of her journey of her becoming a full-time stylist and then now being the owner of it. So I had that for seven years. I just sold it a few months ago and that was hard for me, but yeah. it was, it was really cool. Like seeing this is what, circle. yeah, this was the full circle. So mm-hmm. um, that was the beginning of my your journey with journey with yeah. cosmetology. Yep. The <laughs> first time I heard cosmetology, I was in high school and I was dating this girl who was going to that Tony and Guy school <laughs> by Whitefield off of a uh, Main Street. You know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep. Yes. And but I never heard that word. And she was like, oh, hey, so I go to cosmetology school. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's dope. I'm telling all my boys, <laughs> you know, I'm dating this girl, man. She's trying to be an astronaut. <laughs> oh, oh, she's super the smart. Cosmos. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Cosmos. Oh my goodness. Oh. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Well, I feel District 3, uh, their education system. Oh my God. I love Whitefield. I cannot. Look I hit this camera again. If you hit that camera one more time, I'm sorry. I am going to karate chop your neck across the stage. Will you double check it for us, producer? Please. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm I'm animated. I talk with my hand. It still looks good. It still looks good. I'm sorry. One more knock, you're going to knock her out. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, my God. So I love that. So you you built your business. You had a dream. You went after your dream, and, you know, you made things work. So, of course, you know, I I, I believe that with the the help of God, everything is possible, and, and, and I know that you believe that and really continue in that with your everyday life. So, um how has that changed for you throughout the years? Like, has has it changed for you? Has your why changed? Has your your drive changed? Has your, you know, just in general? I feel like it's still, my drive is still the same. Mm-hmm. I am 
in a process right now, in a journey right now, because my mentality of life and just getting older, things are changing, but my drive for the beauty industry is still the same. Mm -hmm. I, I actually love educating my clients and that's been really big. Like people don't even know how to brush their hair right. And she told me, she goes, you know, she, you had told me actually when, when I got, you know, this wonderful hair done, um, she was like, you know, I wonder if she's going to tell you to not put conditioning in your conditioner in your hair because it can mess with everything in here. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I could see that. But then even further, she was like, well, you know, do you condition your hair? And I'm like, yes, of course I condition my hair. And she's like, what do you do it on like the the roots? And I'm like, yes, like all over. And she's like, you're not supposed to. Nobody has ever told me that ever. (laughs) Nobody has ever told me that. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like they haven't, they, they, you know, because if I don't wash my Cosmetologists hair. Cosmetologists or therapists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. Yes. From start Just to finish. Just like barbers, you know, you go into a yes. barber shop and yeah, you have that, that whole yeah. vibe. I always yeah. chop it up yeah. with my barber. Yeah. Shout out, Sean. I think that's why I love the moms. Yeah. Because moms forget about themselves. Mm-hmm. They sit in my chair and they talk. Mm-hmm. And I know it's because they've been talking to kids for the past six, seven, eight right. years. It's yeah. like a human, yes. And they a, forget an about themselves and they don't know how to take care of themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they forget how to put mascara on or they forget how to wash their hair right. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's why I love educating them and love spending time with the moms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they bring their kids and then I have kids in the next right. few years. Mm-hmm. So where is your <laughs> salon at right now? Right now, Like where is it? Um, where can people find you? Um, So I am in downtown Monument. Uh, 153 Washington Street. North Women. Suite 104, <laughs> not 106. <laughs> Make sure you go to 104. The shade. The dark gray door. <laughs> yeah. The dark gray The door. one with the big pretty sign. <laughs> yes. The big pretty Karina sign. Right. Just follow the aura of the essence when you get in front of and go where your heart knows it needs to go. That's yes. basically what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so so the transition in moving, um, how has that been for you? Because that's, you know, I, I, I too, like you, Excuse me. my husband is from California. So it's so a backstory with Karina and I is my husband. Right, because I was just about to ask, like, how did y'all meet? Like, how did this start? Like, what's that? So Nando is her cousin. Right. So I, that's how we met, you yeah, know, it was yeah. just family and, and I knew of Karina and, um, I think a handful of times when I would go to California, I met her, um, they really keep to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Can we stay away from the sinful family? Just kidding. No, I'm just playing. No, I love my family. Um, I do. But she's for real. <laughs> Um, just different. Yeah, I mean, you know, different strokes, different folks. <laughs> right. Um, and so I, I got to meet her a handful of times, but, uh, I like, um, one of the other family members, I think that I've always respected her drive. Right. And so just seeing her and not knowing her, uh, I always kind of watched her, you know, her progression, what she would do, what she would post. Right. Um, and it inspired me always because anybody that's doing something yes. inspires me. Like it really does, you know, and she was doing big things. Like right. she had, like she said, multiple salons. She had a team of people and I was like, wow, this girl's really She's hustling. doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that always inspired me. Um, and She'd come to, to Colorado, I think maybe once or twice. And, you know, we kind of, you know, hooked up there here right. and there. And um, she said, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to move here. And I was like, wow. Like, right. And, and the reason why I asked that is because like you as well, I told my husband, like, I'm never leaving Colorado. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's not for me. Yeah. I'm not definitely not going to California. <laughs> um, so this is my home. Yeah. 
Um, don't ask. You know, if we want to have like a vacation home somewhere or something like that, I might be, you know, willing to do something like that, but don't take me like, we'll travel a yeah. lot and we'll go see a lot of places, but this is my home and I can never, and I still to this day cannot see myself leaving my home. So yeah. how is that transition just to uproot the family uh, and come to a place yeah. where it's just like, oh, okay, brand new. Honestly, that's just God changing your, your vision, changing like where you're, you're focusing because I was dead on. We are not moving. My husband has really bad allergies, and mm. ooh, his doctor would tell him, you need to get out of California, you need to go somewhere yeah. else, and I would tell him, nope, you need to get some more medication, <laughs> and you got to get over it, and I have these businesses. In the name of Jesus. I know, right? Don't heal him, because I'm not leaving. <laughs> his allergies are really bad. Like He was just groggy throughout the day, and it was getting worse. We've been married eight years. It was getting worse every year. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't Bakersfield hear. is like the, the worst pollution like oh, in yeah, the world. We're, like, well, not in the world. People but say the, we're in the arm, armpit of California. Yes. All, all and you can crap. see it. Like, yeah. literally, when you when you get there, there's the a vine. haze. Like, it <laughs> right. is. It's a right. haze. And it's not fog. Yeah. It's pollution. It's pollution. Mm. Dirt. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Um, it really was just a total change of heart. And I've traveled to a lot of states. I've mm-hmm. been out of the country and never felt the way I felt coming here. Yeah. Just this peace. Colorado has that effect. It does. I, I told my husband, is it because of like the oxygen is it's different here? You're higher. And that you're high. <laughs> you know, everything feels like the air is better. Oh, this feels so good up here. <laughs> I can breathe. Um but getting up and moving was crazy. I felt like I was in a dream. My house getting emptied out, the house that we had said we would like build our lives in, mm. um, selling my salon and my spa. I I actually had a um I was stressed out about keeping the salon in the spot or getting rid of them, right. closing them down. And I had a, this is a very successful salon. <clears throat> we are, yeah, we're a five-star salon and five-star spa, really great people that work there. Um, like half of the people there are educators and what they do. And so I had a dream that God was, was showing me, ask this person to buy your salon, ask this person to buy your spa. And I woke up and I told my husband, he, he's very <laughs> literal and like, he's just like, it's just a dream, honey. So I went to these people and I told them like, I want you to buy my salon. And my, my um, colleague, Stacey, she said, absolutely. Mm. With no hesitation, she said, yeah. it was a five-star mm. salon. She'd been it's waiting for you ask her. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I called my other um, colleague at my spa, um, Danelle, and I told her, that I was leaving and she was so sad and I said, but I would like you to um, take over the spa. And she was like, oh. Mm. And <laughs> Wait, she, like, not like, oh, like, like, right. oh, crap? Or like, oh, No, okay. like, she didn't know I was even going to ask her. She had no, um, there was no, like, she's leaving, I, I could take over, nothing like that. And she said, what do you think about it? She called me back immediately and she said, yes. Mm. I don't know why I even thought about it. Yes. Right. And that was the best feeling ever, but it was also the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And that was probably much more harder than emptying out my house and mm, you know, taking that's all, your baby. all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was crazy. But yeah. I think it says something about yourself for you know, I always talk to people about that, like for somebody to leave your home state that you've been not not even your home state, just somewhere you've been for a while and been successful in, and then you go to another state. Mm-hmm. To kind of like start something new and, you know, to try and be successful in that same space. Because I did the same thing when I lived in Denver, going to school, just got out of the military, graduated. But my daughter lived in Seattle and Washington. I had built up a good network, had some job offerings, 
I could have stayed and been okay, but I chose to just no go to go to Washington and kind of start over. Start over, mm-hmm. but I feel like successful people, good people, like they can do mm-hmm. that. Pick up and go. Yeah. Anywhere, you know, it's I don't want to say easier, but can I ask you a question? Because sure. I feel like everybody, when you give a piece of yourself away like that, that you go through a sense of like mourning. Did you go through that when you? I did. Yeah. Um, How did you pull yourself out of that? To be able to feed into something else. Because there's other people that yeah. are in your position right now where they're either teeter-tottering yes. on making a move or they are in the move and they're yeah. feeling, you know, a depression. Like, should because I they do feel this? like, wait, was this the best decision, right. you know? And yeah. so speak to them of how they can overcome. You know, I am very tough and I'm a go-getter and I just get things done. And I didn't realize that I was mourning till. One day, the new salon owner, Stacy, I went over to her house and I started crying. And oh. she told me, you haven't mourned. No, like, you have to. Is, I didn't even know that that was an emotion that I would be feeling because I just thought, oh my gosh, all this right. new energy and, and these new things. And um, I, so if I go through an emotion, I let myself completely feel it. Right. And I let myself swim in it for a minute right. because I have to feel those emotions and then I immediately will start working, not immediately, right. but I'll start Just getting myself out of it. Right. So I mourned and I was depressed for a minute and I went through all those emotions and then I got to take a deep breath and I still do this with certain course, things, yeah. with friendships and with losing clients that I've had for 10 years. Right. But it's been, it was hard, it's been easier right. and I'm always looking to what the future is going to hold, right. which is Screen. good things. Right. And even in the midst of like mourning, because we're still going to yeah. have terrible or bad things happen or sad things happen, um, I can get I can get myself out of those things right. and, and just, just do it. Like, right. what am I going, I'm not going to lose my marriage over it. Right. I'm not going to lose my family over it. Right. It's just, I'm going to lose some clients, but I'm going to gain some new clientele or I'm going to lose some customers. Um, And you put yourself out there. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that you can, you can give to anybody as you, no matter where you're at, it's a drive. It definitely is a drive. You can't, I feel like you can't teach people drive. You can't teach people hustle because that's just something that's ingrained within us but you can give them tools to be able to say, do this, do this, and do this. And one of those things is put yourself out there because she did. Like, I I was very like, she's out there. Like, she's not even here yet. People were mean to me on Instagram, on Facebook. The Colorado groups that I'm in, some people were telling me, oh, go back to California. And (laughs) And then I said that. Welcome to Colorado. (laughs) And I would show (laughs) my hate is real here. (laughs) It's real. Yeah, I I would show my husband and my husband is not on social media. He just doesn't like any of that. And he would say, oh, that's so mean. I, I would show him, but look what I responded. It right. was just, right. sar- I'm very Imagine. sarcastic. And I would just respond with sarcasm. Yep. Like, you got to get used to me. Send yeah. your wife. I'll sit in my chair. I'll give you a free haircut. You'll regret this, but you'll come in and sit in my <laughs> yeah. chair soon. It's fine. You can hit yeah. on me. I'll fix that root for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your hair. You sure you don't need some help? Screenshot me. <laughs> Never had a hair wash from me. <laughs> You're going to love you got to kill them with kindness sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. Yeah. But I love that. It sounds like that you took your morning and you took all of those things and you did a process of elimination and you fed that into what you're doing here. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's so, so important. And it's I so do. Important. I miss my team. Yeah. I miss um, the people from my salon and my spa. I miss my employees. I miss 
my sister mm. and my family. But there's so many good things here that there's no, there's no, oh, I should go back or. Right. No, it's, it's not like that. Right. It's. Mm-hmm. And it's I always have, there. Do you know what I mean? And yes, that's another right. thing that you always just really have to it's realize. Two that hours, it's like two hour flight. It, it's yeah. always there. It's always yeah. there. It's not. It's not gone. It's just there. Right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just a little bit further away. And yeah. the ripple effect you probably created by giving or um, selling the salon to uh, the yes. lady you mentioned mm-hmm. and the, and the like spa that. as well. And now it's like. I feel like they're going to create, because of what you yes. built and showed them, they're going to give that and pass it along. So I, yeah. I, I like to look at it like that, well, too. Well, and the thing that I always love to point out, too, and I do it in every podcast or try to connect the dots, is you have no idea God was preparing you yeah. to be here. So he put those people in yeah. place. Yeah. Way you. ahead of time. He Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Way ahead Way. of time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He was just taking you through those stepping stones to get you here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely Each one, that. teach one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So now I want to dive into to your story a little bit because yes. I mean, that is profound in itself on the business side of, you know, your hustle and your drive, but you've gotten knocked down a few times in Quite life. A few times. <laughs> so what was uh, one of the hardest knockdowns that you've kind of went through in your own personal journey? Um, in 2017, and I had my full team at the salon. Business was going great. Marriage was great. Um, my husband and I got married in 2013. So 2013 to 2017, we had been trying to have a baby. And um, I had some health issues, I guess you could say. And my husband and I went to a fertility specialist because we wanted 10 children. You know, we <laughs> wanted a bunch of kids yeah. and um, found out that I had uterine cancer. Oh and gosh. it was stage three. It was pretty aggressive. And I had to get an emergency. Um, well, not emergency, but I had to get a hysterectomy. And in between getting a hysterectomy and starting chemo, it was, do we save the eggs? Do we do we get rid of them? But we saved some of my eggs. And I went through chemo. It, it was the hardest, hardest time of my life. Um, and radiation. So that mm-hmm. was almost a year process going through that. And I thought I, I, I thought my world was ending at the beginning. I remember, you ever watching a movie when somebody's getting bad news and all they hear is like silence and then just one sound? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens. It really is. You lose your hearing, you lose your vision, and you just hear one noise. And the doctor was in the chair telling you have cancer. You'll never be able to have kids. We got to do chemo. It's pretty aggressive. You got a large tumor. And my husband is, I can see my husband next to me when, when the doctor's telling us this. And I don't know what she's saying because I can't hear anything. Mm. And my husband, you just see him nodding and you just see his shoulders dropping Ugh. and you just see like the life being sucked out of him. So, um, we left the doctor's office and I told him, what did she say? And he told me, you have cancer. So um, I told him, all right, well, right. <laughs> what do we do? And he was like, honey, you have cancer. Like, take it in. And I was just like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm strong. Right. <laughs> Can't touch this. But he, we had to stop in the car and we had to um, just cry. Yeah. So that's 
that's when I got knocked down. But it was also the best time or the best part of my life also. Um, the Bible talks about how whenever we're in mourning or when things are just, when we're sad, we tend to reflect a lot more and we mm-hmm. tend to be um, thankful a lot more versus when life is going really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that was good for me. I was able to see God's mercy over my life and I was able to appreciate every person in my life and I was able to not get frustrated about the little things and um, really even enjoy the, the small little frustrations in life. So uh, I had my eggs removed, I had my tumor removed, and I went through chemo. And the salons, and this is why I love, love Bakersfield also, uh, the salons that were around my salon, the owners would send people to help with my clientele, and they would still give me the money mm-hmm. uh, with whoever they worked mm-hmm. on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, my team just really took, took over. They took care of my salon, and they were growing at the same time. Did you stop working completely? So I would have chemo, and then I would be sick for 10 days, and then I would be good for three days before my next round of chemo. So for three days, I was able to go to work and work on a few people. I'd have my mask on and my head was bald. And uh, someone from a salon would send somebody to go assist me and pretty much they would do everything. And sometimes I would just sit there while they worked on my clients because my clients just wanted to see me. And I wanted to see them. And that was, it. it's just so weird like that that happened. Um, even during that time, I had two girls in my salon that were part-time and they said, we need to go full-time. We, we're going to have to find somewhere else to work. Mm. And then during that time is when I opened the spa mm-hmm. and that was during while you were going, I was going through chemo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I got another location and, uh, my family, they, they're badass. They painted the whole building. They got all the furniture put in and that's when the spa was open in 2017. Wow. While I was going through chemo, but. Um, I think the person who took that the hardest was my husband. Mm-hmm. He, I knew he loved me. Because your story but, is his story. Yeah. And his story is your story. Yeah. You know, when God makes us one flesh, it is oh, yeah. one. And I didn't really see things like that because right. I'm so independent. Mm-hmm. But, man, he would sit next to me while I was, um, I guess, recovering after my treatments because – I was, you're sick. Like, you're uh, literally, your body's drinking poison, and, and it's trying to get rid of it. And he would just sit there next to me, and he would pray with me, and he would oh, watch me. I know. I love that. It's <laughs> making me want to cry. No, I know. Stop already. <laughs> because sorry. a lot of men, and you, I've heard this before, that <laughs> No you, tears? <laughs> that's a lot yes, for him to take on something like yeah. that for you and to be your strength at the same time. And then I'm sure for you to feel like, man, I can't give you what you want. Like yeah. that. Woo! <laughs> Girl. Yeah, that was that was a hard time. But I also saw the goodness in it and God, God moving in the little things. I remember a cleaning lady uh, who's my friend. Her name's Anita. She didn't charge us for house cleaning the whole time I was oh going through gosh. chemo and radiation. Wow. And my sister would come and she would wash the clothes because my husband was trying to go to work and he couldn't concentrate. He would have to come home and check if I was breathing because right. uh, your your body goes into um, shock, like hibernation pretty much. Your breathing slows down. Um, you're just on the bed. The chemo like, breaks everything down. Yeah. Like it kills what's necessary, yeah. but it, it breaks everything yeah. down. He, and he was new at his job and his boss 
would tell him, if you got to go home, we're still going to pay you full time. Wow. Your family comes first. Things like that. We we were without. Um, bills did come up and a fundraiser was made and things were paid. Um, like we just, there was no need. There was, we didn't need anything. We had everything supplied. And I, and I saw God moving then and there when I felt like, why did you let me have cancer? You know, right. I, that mentality, it, it wasn't even there. It was, thank you that mm. even through the midst of me being really sick, I still see you providing. Mm. You're still there. And um, even with seeing my husband that, oh, he does love me because my husband is super sweet. But when you guys are going through trials, that's when you really see the love that they have for you. That's what I was thinking, too. When you it's like this, you going through that kind of also showed how much you mean to other people and how much you are loved and valued. That's what I was kind of tapping into. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's true. Blessing. It's a blessing. Holy cow. So how long have you been without? you cancer-free. Oh, so uh, this is year four, cancer-free. That is a blessing. Yeah. Where's a bell? I know. <laughs> I know. It's the best feeling ever. Yes. I remember my last uh, chemo treatment. It was uh, December 18th, and I told my husband, I have to be um, awake and alive and better by yes. Christmas Day. Yes. So Christmas is super special to me. Um, because I knew 18 days, that means 10 days I'm going to be sick, the 28th, I'm going to miss Christmas. And my husband said, no, we're going to get you better. And I told him, we have to be better by Christmas day. It's going to be at our house. And I was better by Christmas day. And that was the best feeling ever. Um, being able to be with my family and my nieces and nephews and them rubbing my bald head. (laughs) Um, but it was, it was really, it was really amazing. I remember going to UCLA and getting my last scan results and them saying there are no traces of cancer. What was that moment like? <laughs> um, so when she told my husband and I, we were just like, okay, awesome. Right. And that was it. We went right. to the car and we started driving and we both just started bawling at the same time on our way back to Bakersfield. Like it, it hadn't settled in yet, but um, it's the best feeling. You feel free. You feel like. There, you're not in this yeah. this bubble of of fear. There's yeah. this liberation yeah. of it's not it's not killing me anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. And obviously with chemo, it they say chemo is uh, they want it to kill the cancer before it kills you because it's so potent. Um, there are a lot of side effects that I had after that, but it doesn't even matter. Like I can just live my life good now yeah. and just be more appreciative of it so mm. yeah that's powerful well, and the strength <laughs> that that whole situation gave yeah. you like nothing's impossible at this point oh yeah and i tell people yeah i have no fear i do not fear death i i know people who fear dying i don't fear it anymore yeah. it's everything is after this life is the our future glory and that's it like mm-hmm. this is temporary uh, yes this is all temporary and there's no need to get mad about things the way that we used to you can appreciate people even if they're just temporarily in your life and even these business moves i don't fear of it even failing because i know everything is going to guide me and lead me somewhere else and that's enough for me yeah 
part of the journey. I yeah. love that. Right? Oh, that was a good nugget. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, so when going through chemotherapy, you talked about um, being bald. And as a cosmetologist, yes. <laughs> how did that affect you? Like, how did that, like, internally? And also, again, anytime that we ask for nuggets, Karina, we ask because somebody's going through it. Yeah. Somebody needs to hear about it. And um, even if it's not a cosmetologist, but as a woman, you know, we identify our hair with oh, yeah. so much, you know, just like our breasts and like anything yep. else. It's like, this is woman. This is yeah. what makes me woman. How do you, or how did you? Well, I have to tell you guys about when I first started losing my hair. That was, um, so I love my hair. I have naturally curly hair. I have a lot of hair and I can style it any way that I want. And my hair has been my pride. Um, when I did my first round of chemo, I remember saying, I'm not going to lose my hair because I just felt like I was that strong. And I remember watching TV in the living room with my my um, youngest brother, Marcos. And I, you know, when you're watching a movie or, or you know, just twirling your hair, right? Yeah. And I had these chunks come out. And I just felt like my stomach dropped. And I told my brother, it's happening. I'm going to lose my hair. And I remember pulling my eyebrow hair out. Mm. And an old colleague of mine, I asked him to shave my head. And he said, well, I'm going to just shave it like a pixie cut, just super short. And we're sort of crying a little bit because I know what's coming. So I told him, well, I'm going to pull a piece in the front out. And if it comes out all the way, then we're just going to shave it. And I remember grabbing like just a chunk of it and it just came out like nothing. And he and I started crying and he was shaving my head and I'm bawling and bawling. But as soon as he was done, I felt free and I felt... I felt like this freedom that I had never felt before. And there's a movie about this black lady. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it's called. It's on Netflix. I know what yes. you're talking about. Yeah. It, it's with uh, the girl that's on Love and Basketball, uh-huh. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to find out what that movie mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I remember watching that um, just a few years after I went through chemo. And I knew exactly how she felt. She was crying because she had treasured her hair, this worldly thing. And treasured it so much that when she had her hair fried she was angry yeah. and she felt so ugly but she felt free after and she yeah. learned to love herself so i'm bald and um my makeup is going to be different i had to draw my brows on i had no lashes on so I, I had to wear eyeliner and i remember going to a wig store with my sister and we're trying on wigs and I just hated it. Um, your follicles are very sensitive when you're going through chemo. Mm-hmm. So everything, it, you're just super sensitive yeah. to everything. And so I was burning up. I was also going through menopause because of the hysterectomy. Wow. And I told her, no wigs. I am yeah. going to embrace being bald. And there were times, I'll, I will tell you, there were times that I felt so ugly and I felt just gross, especially when you, you want to be intimate with your spouse I wouldn't let my husband touch my scalp and he wanted to touch my head and he would tell me like you're beautiful and um that was hard that was so hard I love Sean <laughs> yeah like this makes me love Sean even yeah. more yeah like hearing the way that you speak about this man because I like when I met Sean and 
I, you know, I, again, yeah. I don't know Sean from anybody. And so shout out Sean. Yes. Like, you are an amazing man. I know he was around, but I didn't know that. I'm giving well, him a hug. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And I, I loved his, I think he's a very intellectual man. I think his conversation is really great. Yeah. And, um, everybody would joke like, you know, Sean, like, you he's know, so annoying. <laughs> he's so annoying. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I love Sean. Like, I think he's just a great guy, but this is. is like, wow. Dude, yeah. It makes me appreciate him for the man he is to you, the yes. husband that he is to you yeah. even more. He's, he's amazing. I, um, so I struggle in that area though, just not letting him touch my head or even wanting him to see me when you're going through chemo and you're naked, you have no hair top yeah. to bottom. And I felt like when well, my brother would call me Caillou <laughs> and I felt like Caillou and my husband, what the hell? I know I, I got to show you a picture. What? Oh my God. I'm smacking. <laughs> but my husband would look at me the same way he looked at me when we were newlyweds. And that's the best feeling ever. Yeah. Like you need that. But in, even in that I grew confident and I'm able to say, it doesn't matter what your hair, how long or short it is. It doesn't matter how long your lashes are. You are beautiful. You just are beautiful. And so that's what I learned. I learned that it doesn't matter how my hair looks anymore. I mean, we don't want you looking all raggedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you have, it, it, you need to take what care you have of it. is beautiful, yes. And so, the, so that's what I... That's what I have to say. Yeah, that's yeah. deep. That's deep. There's a few girls I know that maybe need to lose their hair. Hello. And learn their inner beauty. What? And you know what? I'm Going through through that, I did not allow my clients to speak neg negative, negatively about themselves. If they sit in my chair, I would have mom say, "Ugh." You know when you sit down in a salon chair, yeah. you see that double chin, yep. or you're like, "Am I really that?" Ugly? I was doing that today. I was like, "Oh, like am I seeing like, oh my god." So I don't allow that. I will. I will tell them, "Okay, now you got to tell me something positive about right. yourself." And women struggle yeah. saying something positive mm -hmm. about themselves. Yes. I used to struggle saying something positive yeah. about myself, but going through what I went through, man, everyone is beautiful, and I can look at people who people say are ugly, and I can say a few things that I love about them. And I will tell people out in the streets and my husband will sometimes be like, hi, honey, like they don't know you. But I will tell them, oh my gosh, your lashes are beautiful. I love your smile or I love your hair. I love your outfit today because I know what it feels like to feel ugly and to not feel enough and to feel like something in you is broken or something in you is messed up. And people need to hear that. People yes. need to, that, that encouragement of how yep. we are right you never know you never know what somebody needs from a yeah. complete stranger yeah you never know <laughs> i think that's such a powerful exercise because <clears throat> in my industry as well and and it's funny because i'll say things you know what i mean and, and she teases me all the time they'll tease me upstairs they're like you know you sit there and you preach this but you're not following what it is that you preach because you you'll say something and i'm like yeah yeah but you know i'm joking and then yeah. she's like no 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 you don't get to do that and I'll do the same thing. I'll, t I'll tell my girls that I'll make them do push-ups if they say something negative about themselves. Uh -huh. Okay, well, then get down and give me 10 push-ups, <laughs> you know? And yep. the next time that you say it, you're going to give me 20, you know? And they're like, oh, <laughs> okay, better stop, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that it's absolutely right that, and I don't know if it's true for men as it is for women that we do very much struggle with yes. complimenting ourselves because it can be um, perceived as, you know, conceited. Yes. It can be perceived as, oh, she's, you know, she's so stuck up for this and this and that, but it's, it's, 
what you know Demi Lovato said it best yeah. is what's what's wrong with a little bit of confidence yeah, yeah. And it's about receiving, like, knowing, like, your strengths and, and being okay with saying, I am yes. powerful. I am. That the, the, the affirmation I am is huge. Mm -hmm. And I remember Raina coming down one time. We had a, we had a little study, and it was a, a group of women that were with us. And she didn't know anybody from anybody inside of the group. And we were all sitting in a circle. And so she made us, uh, at the end of this study, say something to somebody else first uh, and not even knowing them and give them, you know, a compliment. Mm -hmm. And then you had to say something about yourself Ooh. and also say, and this is, you know, this, and it was very, it was easy for somebody to give somebody else a compliment. Mm -hmm. But then when it was your time to say something about you, it was difficult. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is such a crazy exercise because <clears throat> it's mirror work. Yes. We need to, be okay with telling ourselves that, you know, we are beautiful, that we have to, it's, it's a daily reminder. Um, all of those things that we see, those negative attributes that we see, somebody else will see as beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll say this all the times. That's what I, that's why I love being a photographer is because I want to show you what I see through yes. my lens, which yes. you may not see, you know? Yeah. Um, and we get to see it as it's, it's like magic every single time it happens. Yeah. Like these women come in and watch these videos. Like Cinnamon was the last one that resonated with me the most. And she mm. was just like, I'm beautiful. Yeah. This woman has lost her husband. Yeah. She's gone through so many changes. She's going through it with her kids. And she didn't think she was beautiful. And she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm looking at her like, girl, what are you talking about? But she's seen it when she's seen the pictures. And she was just like, wow. She was yeah, like, she thank knew. you. Yeah. The same thing when they sit in my, when clients sit in my chair and I'll bring it back to the moms. They talk so poorly about themselves mm -hmm. because their bodies change. They gain some weight or they had a baby, they lose hair. Or um, a lot of times pregnancies change your skin color. You know, you get patches on your face or things like that. And I, it's my job to bring out the things that they already have or to just even make them look just make them look better and I love when they sit in my chair and they're confident in my work and they say just do do your thing yeah. do what you gotta do yeah. and I'm able to bring out their beautiful cheekbones or their beautiful lips or their beautiful nose I love your nose I love it so things that are just very right. dominant right yes but I will say I tell moms everything that you say about yourself you have daughters mm. they're gonna hate it about themselves yeah. and i i have a mom um i love that who sits in my chair and not that i love that the daughters but yeah, i'm saying yeah. i love where you're going with it <laughs> yes i have a, a mom who is always saying how she doesn't think she's pretty and she's got wrinkles and she's got all this and i tell her do you think your daughter's beautiful oh yes she's gorgeous she looks just like you yeah just like you and I, I say this to moms all the time. Like, do you think your kids are gorgeous? Do you think they're beautiful and smart? Yes. They're just like you. That's a they product of you. Just like you. They're just as beautiful as you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we say, though, our kids hear it. Yes. Our nieces and nephews hear it. You have to love who you are yeah. and project that. Right. My nieces and nephews will never hear me say, 
oh, your tia looks so ugly today. Right. I tell them, I'm cute, huh? And they say, yeah, you're cute. I'm beautiful, huh? Yes. Yeah. I'm, your tia's funny, huh? Yes, you are. I will always tell them that. And the moment I hear them say anything, like I'm fat or whatever, I tell them, no, you're not. You're cute. <laughs> so right. those are the things that we have to do. That's like, that's your job is to make people yeah. look and feel beautiful because they already are. You're was, just bringing that out. And there was a, another another something that I saw somewhere. And it was along the lines of when a woman um, was speaking about herself and, and it was a constant just, you know, I'm not this. I don't have this. I'm not good enough, you know, and, and just these things that we speak throughout our life. Mm-hmm. And in this interview, she goes and she she puts a picture of her daughter in front of her. She said, now tell her that. Mm-hmm. You tell her that, the things that you're telling her. Mm-hmm. And why is it okay for you to say those things to yourself? Because you have a little girl living within you Hello. that you're speaking to. So tell her that. And she was like, no, I won't. Right. Then why would you tell yourself yeah. those things? You know, and so. I like that topic like that. that you brought up, though. And I'm curious to know. So do men do this? Do yeah. men critique themselves? Yeah. Like, and be real and raw, because that's no, what I'll we're be, doing here. I think men maybe hype themselves up a little too much. Really? Oh, yeah. Like you're getting ready in the morning. Like you're if, like, damn, uh, I look good. If you got, you know, you got your <laughs> meat heads or people that in the gym, you know, they might that's see true. somebody skinny. Hey, 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 get your weight up. I need to get your weight up, young man. So I think men should actually stop, you know, just hype it down a little bit. Right. I feel like we, so there's do, this Trent? ego. <laughs> I'm the outlier, okay? I'm <laughs> I feel like I live in this other level of consciousness, but I'm conscious of all of that. Like all of the egos and people um who maybe um aren't very uh self-esteem issues, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm I'm I try to be considerate of all of that. I personally don't I mean unless I'm on a stage and I'm being funny, but I personally don't like to, you know, hey man, check this out in the gym, boy. Get your weight out loud. You little <laughs> You some push ups. You know, I don't I I don't But get I it, but. feel like for men too, and you could correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, but I feel like men's egos are different than than women's. I agree. And I'm also starting to see it's more of like a self mechan or um yes. self defense mechanism where but the men more... can't survive without an ego. Yes. Because your confidence stems uh... from your ego. If you don't know how to control yeah. c- control it, but I I think the more some a man a male is like his ego is the more he, right. he truly insecure he is. Okay. So I feel like it's a front most of the yeah. time, but for some reason, I mean, especially being in this comedy world, you're around a lot of it's very competitive, and the egos just from the men just it's just too much sometimes. It fills a room. Can yeah. I say too, um, not just for married married people, but. My mom would always tell us, you have the power to lift your spouse up and bring them down. Yes. And I think that we really do have the power to make you feel more confident yeah. or bring you down. Leah and gets on me about this all the time because I, I come with a negative love. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, mean it, it with love. So Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-Y, she has... I love that I get to see Whitney on a personal <laughs> level where these men don't. Yeah. And so all they know of Whitney is that she comes at them. And I'm like, you're so mean. Like, I tell her that all the time. You are so mean. Like, why are you so mean? And she thinks it's funny. And she's like, because she'll call him like, yeah, you big dummy. Or, you know, or, you know, and I'm just like, stop doing that. Like, and they're, they're like, you're a dummy. Get like out of Jessica, my face. Jessica tendency. <laughs> I still ain't forgotten. 
but I mean it with the deepest amount of love because I'm a big dummy. So, but yeah, I get what you're saying that if I don't, and I'm starting to see it and understand it from a different light, that if you're speaking ugly, regardless of where it's coming from, the way that it sounds, you don't realize the effect that it may have mm -hmm. on other people. And I'm just expecting them to know, oh, I mean this with the most amount of love. Most people don't until yeah. they get to know me. And they're like, well, yeah. you were calling me a dummy for like three weeks. You little And that's different. with every relationship because I learned that with my daughter. She's <laughs> He does that a lot. Yeah. We got to work on some things, with you. But no, I had my daughter for this past week. She left on Monday. She, she lives in Seattle. She's 14, you know, full-blown teenager. And I want to say, what, Sunday? We were driving um, home from somewhere, and she goes, hey, Dad, we're talking about the summer, because the next time I'll see her will be in July. And I, and I get her for three weeks. Last summer, we did it, you know, three weeks in a row. And she's telling me, like, yeah, Dad, so just for sake of my social life... And she's talking about, you know, the summer. I cut her off immediately because I'm thinking she's getting ready. She's talking about eliminating or shortening it up. I'm like, heck no. You know, this, da, 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 da. And then the next day we had a conversation with my my mom was in the kitchen and it got brought up again. And then she goes, well, dad, I wasn't trying to eliminate days. I was simply trying to talk about potentially spreading it, you know, around. And I was like, see, I'm learning the, the, mm. what I said to my daughter. was like, See, yeah. we yeah. have to learn how to communicate with one another because I was like McKenna for me that was a trigger you know and I just immediately jumped in but I'm like you know how dumb I am so you got to be smarter than me and figure out the best way <laughs> to maybe get what you want but like learn how to say it to me like maybe, right maybe or you need to learn how to listen or oh, hello that I'm Open that too but also learning how to speak to your spouse or like if you know yes. if you want to be blunt with him, you can't be that blunt, but there's a way to still yes. get your message across yeah. to him by leaning like in. Communicate yeah. Hey, hey, dad, just off the rip. I'm not eliminating <laughs> any time off the rip. But I was thinking, and now, right. oh, okay, I'm ready to listen. Yeah. One of the hardest skills to learn is to listen. Yes, because we, everybody knows that we are are hearing, hearing to respond. Yes. You know, so we hear to respond immediately. And so what we hear is like, okay, I'm going to respond to this. And so we stop listening. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. I'm, I'm already kind of shut down because I'm ready to respond. Right. And so it's a skill to learn how to listen to people. And I, you know, I'll give a shout out to Dana. One of the first things that he told me in the podcast is he said, always be curious. And right. I love that because he said, stay curious, mm -hmm. stay wondering about somebody's story, about yes. what they have to say about, because you're going to learn so much about them when they speak, you know, and, and, and another thing I, 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 I talked to Nando about, cause Nando's a big talker. Like he will talk and talk and talk <laughs> and talk. Too. And I'm like, so, and I told him, and, and sometimes for people, like it can be either annoying or they're just like, Oh, like they want to hurry up. Like, okay, there's Nando. Like, let me dodge. It's too much. Like I need, I don't want to have this conversation right now, you know? And I've heard it. Like that's my husband. I love him. Like he has great conversation, but sometimes it's too much. You got to allow right. people to speak. You know, it's not just about you. And I said, always try to, when you're speaking, listen to how many times you say I and me. Yes. I and me. I and me. I this and I that and I this. And it's not in a conceited form. It's just the fact that let them speak about them, you know, and hear their story as well. And, and I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent from where we were, but uh, listening yes. is, I think, a really important skill. It's a very difficult skill to listen to. And I think this is teaching me. Right. I heard just today Denzel Washington say, I got up this morning and I prayed to God 
to have him help me listen better. He goes, it didn't work. <laughs> and that's okay. Tried. But yeah, but I tried. How many years have you been married? 20. And you're still learning. Yes. And and that's what it is. Yes. We're still learning. Always. We're constantly changing. I, I feel like post chemo, because of me seeing how amazing my husband really is, I'm doing a lot of honey. I'm sorry for saying that. Honey, I'm sorry for. There's it's a lot of you check yourself. A yes, bit more, yeah. and a lot of repenting. I'm sorry for treating you that way. The person who loves me the most, besides God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a bad girl, Karina. <laughs> I know, but that's a blessing because some people aren't capable of doing that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's I wasn't. A, yeah, I wasn't capable of doing that yeah. at the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah, it's I'm, hard. Mm-hmm. That's and my really husband hard. talks a lot. He talks a lot <laughs> and I know what he's going to say because I know him. And I'll tell him, I already know what you're going to say. Well, just let me think. No, I don't want to hear it. Like th- that's, and then I have to, I have to take yeah. a step back and, and I have to shut up and listen. That's why he talks so much. He talks so much. You know, he, he never gets to lot. talk at home. Yeah. Silence. I do have a question for you, Trent, though, because I feel like this brought up a good scenario <laughs> that I feel you, like. I just no, know the face not, he has on it's not, it's not bad. Can but you I picture him as a little boy, uh-huh. like in it's, class? I think it would be nice for us to kind of, especially us being all women and us being all daughters, what perspective you have on this when we were talking a little bit shortly a while ago about, you know, just making sure that we're speaking to our children a certain type of way and the, the stuff that women go through. How do you, or have you ever been in a situation where you've had to check your daughter? And from a male's perspective, I feel like it's super important because I didn't have my dad when I was growing up around like teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why I sought out certain things in other men because Mm -hmm. I wasn't receiving it from my dad, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. So I just want your experience on that. I know you don't get to see her, you know, as often as you want to, but have you ever had to? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's difficult, especially in today's world right. because of just how we're parenting our children. Right. It's different. And don't let me forget, cause I want to touch base on this. this it's difficult portion for you because right. you don't get to see your daughter all right. the time. It's yeah. So I'm playing so a different, right. I'm not the, I'm not the everyday parent. All my time is limited. So I'll have to play that, you know, um, quality over quantity. Right. So I can't be, I can't just chastise and get on my daughter the whole time of the trip. Right, Otherwise she's going to hate spending time with me. But there was a time when I was getting her every other weekend when I was still living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can remember there was a time on, it was, uh, I had her on a Saturday and she didn't bring her toothbrush. And um, now I could always have her set up there, yada, yada, but it was meant, hey, you bring your toothbrush, yada, yada. So I was okay, McKenna, there's a grocery store right by my apartment. I'm going to go run. Go get you one with me. Come back. Be ready because we're getting ready to do all this stuff today. Okay. And I go run back. I was gone for 10 minutes. I come back. She's getting, she's putting these biscuits into the oven. And I'm like, what are you doing? I just told you (laughs) I'm getting your toothbrush. You brushing your teeth and we on the road. We getting something on the road. And I went over there. I like grabbed the biscuits and I like booty bumped her, checked her out the way, slammed it up. And the door, I was like, you know, go get, you know, go get dressed. And then we were in, and then she said something, you know, had a little tube behind that and that triggered me. So I'm like raising my voice at her now. Right. And now we're in the car and she's like crying and boohooing and all of this stuff. So it's like, oh, great. So now I feel, you know, now, yeah, now we're not going to have a good time. And and she's like, and then she goes, well, dad, um, you know, I don't do. She says, this is, she was in the seventh grade at this time. And she goes, I don't do physical. 
as far as like responding. So, and I was like, oh, so it put me in this other position of like, oh, I'm a male man. And now it's this conversation of being physical, like with a female. And I literally just kind of, you know, checked her out the way. So I had to dial that all back. So now it's this whole thing about communication now where it's like, okay, well, if you feel a certain way, then you need to use your words and let me know. And then if I feel a certain way, I'll use my words. And I always try to, you know, I don't really scream at my daughter anymore. Like I have, definitely have. Like one time she said uh, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, she's still in the seventh grade. Um, She wanted her friend to stay the weekend with us. A stay the night and right. how I move, especially when you have like another another teenage girl. I'm a single male living in my house. Right. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be comfortable with my daughter spending the night somewhere in that it's situation. A different perspective. Right? I haven't thought about yeah. that because yeah. I'm conscious of everything yeah. with now with like females yes. and making them feel comfortable, uncomfortable, all of that. Um, but my daughter, so I was like, yeah, but you know my rule. I need to speak to yes. that that girl's like right. you know mom and let them know. Like make sure everything's good, and right. so, so she knows her daughter's safe. And apparently, this friend is really good. They're the moms. My daughter's mom was really good friends with this with this girl's mom. So right. they're like, it's fine. Like, I, 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 like to me, like, no, it's no, not it's fine. Not. Yeah. So a whole week went by, and I told McKenna that I texted her. I was like, hey, when I pick you up, and if that little girl gets in my car, I'm telling you, I'm taking her right. I'm taking that. Right. That's not happening. Right. So I pick, I pick my daughter up, my daughter's mom. I see my daughter get out and I see this girl come out. I'm like, oh my God. She's not listening She's to me. not listening to me. <laughs> so I embarrassed my daughter in front of her friend. Like as soon as she got in, I was like, I was like, I was I like, uh, McKenna, what are you doing? And I kind of came at her maybe a little too hard, you know, right. and realized what I did. And then after, and, and I didn't realize what I had done until after her friend got out the car. Right. And I was like, you know, because I went extra. I played this song that was like, I forget what song it was. But it was like, you know, on some like, don't, you know, disrespect. Like, oh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And I'm singing it alone. I cannot. And then with this, with her friend in the car, like, your dad is insane. And then I had to kind of dial. This is, yeah, this is three years ago. Oh, I bet you she ain't never going to forget that. So, but for me and, and, and being a male too, it's like, I have to start being really careful mm-hmm. about how I respond when I'm either angry or disappointed in my, in, in my daughter. Because well, your kids hear you, but then she's also going to justify that they meet. That's what she needs. Yes. And I don't want that to happen. Like I've even, even this week, I even had to compartmentalize a bunch of things that were, that she was doing, maybe tones that was triggering me, but I'm like, ah, just, you know, I just, I'll respond, I'll respond differently. And eventually she'll get to this place of like, well, maybe I am being a little bitchy to my dad for no reason. Kind of like what you said with your husband, how you realize, like, you know, so I have to let her take that, you know, figure that out. But it's, again, I'm not an everyday parent. So I'm playing a different game right. yeah. than right. these everyday parents in the in the trenches all yes. the time, like you. Yes. You know. Well, I want to. Um, we're, 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 our time has is, is come to a close, and I want to um, just kind of close yes. up with this. And based on your story, everything you told. First and foremost, thank you for sharing yeah. all of that. Right. I like, feel like we didn't get enough time with her. There's always yeah, a part two to everybody's gosh. story. There's always a part. Well, two. you live here now, so you don't have a choice. You have to come back. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, and and what I would ask you is just to give um, our listeners one one tip, whether it's business, personal, whether it's anything that you've kind of gone through, something that you would want to just kind of share with somebody that may not know something about you. Um, 
something that I just enjoy life. Yeah. And you're beautiful the way that God yes. made you. And we have makeup and Botox and <laughs> pedicures and stylists and photographers that yeah. pump everything right. up. Yeah. But don't just rely on that. Um, enjoy enjoy life. You mm-hmm. you just don't know what your next journey is. So enjoy the moment and tell your kids that they're beautiful. Mm. I love, love that. that. Oh, this was a good one. Super good. I want to end with the scripture. Um, and, and I always try. I asked, I asked, um, she loves the whole Bible, she said. So there's no one scripture. <laughs> I don't have one the scripture. The whole Bible is my life scripture. This is the whole thing. <laughs> And I get it, um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and end with this scripture. It's in the book of, uh, if I'm saying this right, book. it says, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may, uh, that he may run that readeth for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So that's one of my favorites is just, you know, to that's write good. things down, take a picture. I don't give yes. a, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. real raw and authentic. Hello. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Can you guys hear it? No. I, I was getting ready to cut up. Yeah, I hear it now. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. I can't. This is going to be the first time I'm on beat. There we go. I can't What's your word? Ear. Gotta get in between. I don't know. In between the cracks. In the sheets.